Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. So today I'm going to talk about case studies. Because in every corporate strategy study you do, you're going to do case studies. And you're not doing case studies just to be busy and show that you know what you're talking about. Case studies are important. You do case studies for two reasons. One is you want to understand what other companies have done. You want to understand it. So a lot of consultants, I think, do case studies because they want to show the client that someone has done what they are recommending. And to me, that misses the point of case studies a little bit. Look, I've worked in certain sectors, you know, like substantially. I've worked in banking quite a bit when I was younger. I worked in resources extensively. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know everything about resources. You know, I'm not going to say that if you just throw up a company like, I don't know, Gazprom in front of me, I can in five seconds diagnose their problem and tell you what they need to do. That's naive. But the point is that The case studies gives the consulting team a chance to find out actually what people did. So case studies become important to help the team understand what happened and then to show the client that, you know what, if someone's not done what we're recommending, we can then use examples to construct why we're recommending this. For example, if 15 companies did opposite of what we're saying, we can always say, look, 15 companies did this. These are the returns. This is why they did it. The returns haven't been great, but if the returns have been great, their context and environment is different to you. This critical success factors for their strategy to work doesn't exist for you. So the point is, case studies can be anything, right? There is one problem I have with case studies beyond what I've mentioned. And this is this propensity for consultants to like to analyze companies that exist today. When you go on to most studies, you will see consultants, let's assume you're doing a study to help a mobile company enter a new market, right? Let's say you enter China. Now, what most people would do is they would go out and say, which are the most recent companies that have entered China? And let's do a case study about them. Now, I have a problem with this kind of approach. The reason most consultants do this is because it's a laziness factor. And it's also a lack of logic factor. The laziness factor is plays in by saying that if a company recently entered the Chinese market, there's bound to be more analysis about it and more press clippings. And the CEO of the client is meant is likely to know more about it. So if we talk about it, it's relevant. That's the laziness side. The lack of a logic side is that what if all the companies that recently entered the Chinese market are not in the telco space? What if they're other kind of companies? What is the point of showing a milk company entering China for a telco? So this need to case studies about the latest companies is a problem I find in strategy studies. And I've seen it very often. It upsets me a little bit, and I won't lie. I take things personally when it comes to clients. So what I've done is I've made a hard and fast rule on this study. We're going to do what is called as period cases. In a period case, we pick a company and a period in history 
that is most relevant to the client's current situation and we build a case study around that. So for example, if you've got a situation whereby a market is deregulating and a part of your client, in this case Empire International, is trying to pursue the deregulated market, we would look for a similar situation where either a company in the same sector or a similar sector was going through a market deregulation and was trying to pursue non-regulated returns. And the reality is that such a similar situation may not have happened in the last 10 years. It may not have happened in the last 15 years. It may not have happened in the same continent. So the trick in these case studies is if you're going to pick a period case study, you have to make sure you know why you're picking it. You have to know why that case study differs from the client and you have to compensate for those differences. And you have to know why you're making what similarities you are trying to make and where the similarity ends. Now, period case studies are damn difficult to do because you're designing this case study uniquely for the client. You're not buying it off a shelf. You're not just reading the latest press clippings. Most times, such a case study doesn't exist. You have to go back, analyze the company, look at historical records, speak to previous people involved. It's much more work. But the thing with period case studies is they work very well for capital-intensive businesses where the rate of change in the industry is very slow. What do I mean by that? Well, think of deregulation in the electricity sector. It doesn't happen every year, right? A country doesn't deregulate the electricity sector every year. It happens once. That's it. Then it waits another 10, 15 years for more changes, then it'll deregulate a little bit more. So in a sector like energy, telecoms, healthcare, there's no point in looking at recent things. You have to find a peer comparison, a case study that mimics or occurred at a point in time similar to the client situation. And the odds are it's not going to suit your propensity to search on Google for the latest articles. It may have happened 15 years ago when there's not a lot written about this. And it's harder work to prepare those case studies. In the tech sector, you could argue that maybe it's easier, right? You've got a new startup allowing people to show naked photos of themselves roughly every year. So you could say, well, because the rate of change is so rapid, we can just case study anyone at any time. I would argue that's not true. Because while the company may be in a similar situation, the context may be different. Sure, you may be doing a study for Facebook and you're then analyzing Snapchat because they're recent, right? But the environment within which Snapchat grew is different from the environment within which Facebook is now facing. So you have to decide, do you want to pick a company exactly like the client with a completely irrelevant context? Or do you want to pick a context that's completely irrelevant and the company may not be relevant? My point is either is fine provided you're aware of the differences and you can compensate for it. Now, if you go onto the map online, you know, anyone can watch the map. It's extremely detailed. If you lay it out page by page, it's over 40 pages long. 40 A4 pages. An A4 page is about 30-odd centimeters. No, yeah, it's about 30-odd centimeters long, right? So that's divided by three, that's over 13 meters, this map is. Every single step. And you know the case studies we looked at was ABB a energy behemoth that went a little bit crazy and got drunk on its uh, supposedly superior management processes and collapsed. RWE, a very, very conservative company, and all the Italian 
utility, and then we looked at the U.S. market structure, and we looked at ESP International, which we felt was a very, very good um, comparison to make for Empire International because they both handled deregulation in a very, very wait-and-see approach while protecting their core business, right? So the takeout of this podcast is when you're doing case studies, first, take it seriously. You may find things there that are very useful. It, it upset me when I was a partner, and it upsets me now thinking about those partners who are here them in a study saying, do this case study because it proves my point. I sometimes tell people, do a case study because it proves an alternative point. And I want to see why they chose that option. You know, why did they choose a different option from what we are recommending? We need to understand that. Right? That's good strategy. So if you can do case studies, don't just do it to convince a client of something. Do it to help with your thinking. And second, focus on period case studies. Because what you'd find is context matters enormously, and the context within which a company operates is usually period relevant. And the more capital intensive or higher the barriers to entry, the periods occur in cycles over long periods. So if deregulation is occurring now, you're not going to find a deregulation example at least within the last 10 years. So you can't take a case study from two years ago and say, well, company B did this, and you know that's what we think you should do. You'll just make a fool of yourself. Now, as always, I would urge you to comment, send me your thoughts, and so on about how to do case studies. But remember that if you look at the lab study, which is also online, where we helped a major Latin American bank consider entering the U.S. market, we did our case studies very differently there. Because in the power sector study, we're examining the same issue. How does a company respond to rapid change? The lab study, each case study was answering a different question. How do you make money by offering low interest rates? How do you organize yourself without any government support? So the point is, you can structure your case studies any way you want, provided you're not blinding yourself and just getting information you want to prove a point you want to make. Case studies should challenge you just as much as they're challenging the client. That is good strategy. Because to the point, to the process of being challenged, you're forced to refine your logic. Right? You'd rather be challenged by your own team than being challenged by the client. I can assure you of that. As always, I thank you for listening to this podcast. You know, doing the study was fantastic. Doing the podcast is even more fun. I would urge you to post comments, ideas, queries, and so on. And you know, we'll be more than happy to respond to them and give you more insights into how we ran this enormous study. And just remember that. Corporate strategy, you have to be able to run these workshops if you want a senior position in industry or a consulting firm advising the captains of the industry. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.